On this week's episode of the F Stops Here podcast, we're finally joined by Olympus visionary Jamie McDonald. Jamie helps us talk about changes to Facebook and how they pertain to photographers, new methods of booking photographers, and more ways to be social. Thanks for joining us, and happy shooting. everyone this is joe stern with the f-stops here podcast and videocast for you guys tuning in today uh, i'm joined with zach eagle uh, josh continenti and jamie mcdonald hi yeah Hello, it sounded really serious i'm trying to be professional it's not working except my last name doesn't have three syllables i heard continental oh, really? yeah continental, continental. i did not say continental. josh continental Blame the lag. <laughs> I will blame the lag because I did not say that. Unfortunately, I'm not recording on my side, so I can't prove it later. We'll, we'll but, hear yeah. it later. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Zach, you want to get started? Yeah. So, um, uh, as Joe pointed out today, we're uh, we're joined by Jamie McDonald. Uh, he's a, a Michigan-based photographer who was recently named uh, an Olympus visionary. Olympus visionary. Um, He's a, uh, a TPA member and has organized plenty of photo walk in his neck of the woods. He, uh, he also critiques his own or critiques photos on Olympus. I'm sure he critiques his own too on their uh, <laughs> Facebook page from time to time. Um, he really seems to be leading the charge uh, for Olympus, uh, all of their equipment, and we're really happy to have him as part of the show. Um, so welcome, Jamie. Uh, did you want to say anything else we might have missed? I think you covered all the bases. Uh been doing a lot of writing for the small camera big picture website as well and that website is pretty much dedicated to the mirrorless camera movement um, and I guess you pretty much covered everything else though pretty well well we're glad to have you here glad you could finally make it um, glad to be here <laughs> welcome, so, welcome. so um kind of what uh, what we've been doing with uh, new people onto the show is um, getting them to talk a little bit about what they've been shooting uh, recently, and and some of the things for anybody that's not following you uh, on your Facebook page or or small camera big picture, uh, we noticed you've been blowing up a lot of light bulbs. So yeah, so if you kind of want to tell us a little bit about what that is, and uh, sure, um, you know, like you said before, I'm based out of Michigan here, so it's winter time. Uh, the skies are gray. It's cold out. It's not very inspiring most of the time for me, and I like to be outdoors shooting landscapes or wildlife and. You know, when the light's so flat and it's boring, I need to look for other things to do. So I don't remember where I saw it online, but I saw pictures of light bulbs that were being photographed as they burned out. Um, usually they were a broken bulb or a bulb that had a hole in it so that the bulb was no longer in a vacuum. Um, so I just took it upon myself to start experimenting with that and trying to give that a shot to see how it works. And after a few trial and errors and no fires. Uh, I think I got it figured out, you know, it's so you're really doing, not too hard. You're doing these in a room filled with like a lot of dry paper and wood and stuff. And yes. Uh, and combustible. Yes. Definitely. Gasoline. <laughs> Lots of gasoline. gasoline exactly. Keeping yeah. Michigan warm. Yes. <laughs> One house fire at a time. So um, I did, I did. Um, I actually wanted to, to, I noticed on your Facebook page or maybe it was Google plus because you're, you're pretty active on both of those. Um, you had posted some kind of rig. Did you, did you build that yourself or? I actually, no, I didn't. Um, I went to a photo walk in Jackson that I was a part of and kind of spoke about my idea for doing a particular light bulb shot with another guy that was there that um, he does a lot of light painting with LEDs and, and steel mm -hmm. wool spinning and things like that. And he's yeah, a, I've seen that. He's an extremely crafty, inventive guy. Um, his name's Keith Cronkite. Give him a little shout out there. Uh, he's got his own little workshop, you know, and when I was talking to him about what I wanted to do, he took it upon himself to build this rig that basically it, it holds the bulb and it makes the bulb look like it's floating in space. So you don't see a lamp or anything. It's really cool setup. Um, so I went to a lighting event again in Jackson, which is just kind of south of where I live, and he happened to be there and he brought the rig to show me. And towards the end of the of the little workshop, he said, "Do you want to take it home?" So, oh, he didn't want my leg too hard. I said, "Sure, I'll take it." You know, <laughs> but I've been working with that. It's pretty cool. It makes the shooting a lot more fun because then you don't, like I said, you don't have a lamp in the photo. You just have a bulb mm -hmm. floating there. 
That would terrify me to have to blow light bulbs <laughs> up and just let them hanging out there. How, how fast do they normally go? Um, like, they last probably a second and a half or two seconds, you know? Okay. Um, I'm shooting with the OMD, so, you know, it's nine frames per second. and. Uh, so you're just holding the trigger down and you're just yeah. letting it fly. Okay. <laughs> yep. I mean, like I said, you know, through the trial and error process, I figured yeah. out that long exposure doesn't work because it just, the whole image is blown out. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying it once that way. I thought, okay, ND filter, you know. So I put on like an eight-stop mm-hmm. ND filter. Still huh. didn't work. And I thought, well, hell, I should just be using burst, you know, and, and do a fast shutter speed. And sure enough, they seem to be working well. Awesome. Yeah, the photos definitely turned out really neat. Um, I noticed some of them had a little bit of color to them. Are you? Yes. Yeah, I'm doing that with um, Nick's software's color effects. I'll do like a uh, a user generated gradient, you know, two color gradient. Uh, just add another layer in Photoshop and use Nick that way, and mask out where I don't want it to be. It kind of adds a little bit more to it than just the plain white smoke or whatever. Nice, very nice. So tell us a little bit about being an Olympus visionary, or whatever you can tell us about being an Olympus visionary. <laughs> I can tell you whatever you want to know. Um, it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, basically the gist of it is, you know, I'm a brand ambassador for Olympus, so um, I'm there to speak to their products. Um, lots of times I get a lot of questions from people about the Micro Four Thirds because there's such a strong push right now for Micro Four Thirds. You know, it's really yeah. developing, and uh, so I just kind of put myself out there and make myself available to people to answer questions. Or um, whenever I go on photo walks or any kind of meetups, I always bring an extra camera or two so that people can get some hands-on time with them. Um, and obviously, obviously, it's easy to bring an extra camera or two when they are the size that they are. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, I'll be traveling here soon, and in one small think tank bag, I can have my entire assortment of gear, and it weighs less than half of what my full-size gear did. So. Wow. Pretty cool. <laughs> Meanwhile, no, I, just, I, I just upgraded bags and uh, carrying around a small suitcase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw the new bag. Got to love that <laughs> I, I think the, the interesting thing is a lot of people are um, are starting to pay attention to the like, quote-unquote smaller brands now, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I, I test drove a Sony RX1. It's that little full-frame camera mm-hmm. that has a built-in 35-millimeter lens. And I was sitting there going, I don't want a 5D Mark III. I want this. Like, you know, there's a lot of cool stuff like Olympus has and stuff that – you know, the Fuji and stuff, and I think it's cool that, you know, people are starting to pay more attention to the, the other products, because even I can get my Canon hole and forget that there's a lot of other amazing stuff out there, you know. Right, you know, and that's kind of one of the things I like about where everything's going right now. I mean, the technology is so advanced anymore that, I mean, I've got, like, a little point-and-shoot. Like you mentioned, it's not the Sony, but it's kind of Olympus's take on the same thing. I mean, it shoots raw, and it's a fully manually controlled camera, you know, and the cool thing about that is it literally just fits in my khaki pants, you know, in my pocket, and I can take it wherever I go and still have the ability to shoot raw. Right, and I, I know that Canon has, like, their what EOS M, which is, like, their take on a mirrorless, but, right. you know, I think the most I've seen people doing with that is really they're just using the uh, the adapter and putting, you know, like, 600-millimeter lenses on there just because they can, so it's just this comical, you know, comi- yeah, Rod- comical Roger- camera. Roger Sickle actually did that. I think he put the Sigma 800 millimeter, whatever that huge tank of a lens oh, is. Oh, the Canon, yeah. And, yeah, and he put it on the EOS M just, just to do it, just to mm-hmm. do it, you know. It looked ridiculous, but I guess it took good pictures. <laughs> yeah, it I mean, changes the handling of the cameras for sure. I mean, I've done the same thing with, like, a little pen mini. I put a 50 to 200 on it. And believe it or not, <laughs> it actually kind of handles really cool, you know. It's, it's different. It's not like what you're used to, but it. It does have a neat balance. The weight's to it. in the middle, right? It's like right. the weight's actually under the lens instead of exactly. kind of like back on the camera. Yeah, and when you're on a tripod, it balances out so cool. I like it. It's I'm sure. Nice, very nice. All right, Zach, do we want to start the news? Yeah. The so, news um, portion? well, before we get to that, let's just see if anybody's got any highlights uh, for what they're shooting. Um, Jamie, we'll we'll start with you since you're you're the new guy here. Um, are you shooting anything in particular this week, or just? more fascinating trying different things and blowing stuff up and I'm just it's pretty much doing different things I'm kind of stepping out of my comfort zone I've been doing a lot of time lapse with the trigger trap 
Oh, nice. Uh, which is pretty fun. You know, I've never really is, yeah. experimented much with time lapse, so I'm learning a lot, making a lot of mistakes and a lot of failures in the process. But um, that's about what I've been doing with the Grace guys here. Yeah, and I, I saw you just posted an article up on on small camera, big picture with your experiences there. So um, right. we'll, we'll make sure we link to that as well, um, just so cool. people can read it. Uh, that is, so, that's a neat that's a neat little toy. Yeah, it's fun. So, how are you actually assembling your time lapses? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, geez, it's <laughs> so ghetto the way I'm doing it. I'm just doing it in QuickTime Pro. You know. Oh, well, okay. I just, that's, just open up the image sequence that's that really way. not that ghetto, actually. Okay. <laughs> that's I, what I, I used to. show you the free program I downloaded for my Mac. <laughs> um, yeah. I, nothing could be more ghetto. You know that time lapse that you uh, that you linked to, Joe? Uh, I think the was it Sunday, the, the STS-132 time lapse mm-hmm. I did? Yeah, that that was done in Picasso. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, that's, cool. yeah, yeah, that I've ghetto. I've so done only, stuff in iMovie, and that's, that's brutal. I've put online. But yeah, that was done in Picasso, and that music was actually mine that I recorded to a hard disk recorder I have at home on a piano without a sustain pedal, so I sustained with a uh, with a um, a knob on the, the keyboard. So yeah. Oh wow. crap! That's impressive. Yeah, um, that's 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 why I have analog in my Twitter handle name because everybody always calls me analog. Yeah, right, and we have to uh, wage I'm, war I'm against digital hands pilot, on. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so I've used Time Lapse Assembler for Mac, which is a free download. But it's definitely been, you know, oh, it's it's given me a lot of problems because especially if you're right. doing anything with a, a decently sized thing or like, God forbid, a raw file, which I saw a Canon <laughs> post was like, why you should do your time lapse with raw? I'm like, oh uh, no way, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, when you I, have 16 gigs of RAM on your computer, yeah. And 500 gigs of memory cards. Go for it. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, it was just uh, it's just something because I've seen um, apparently some people are doing it in Lightroom 4 and they're uh, using Lightroom 4 to edit the flicker out of a photo. Okay. So you know, some time lapses, especially if you're doing the, I guess the holy grail of time lapses, you know, a sunrise to a sunset because you're dealing with different white balances and different shutter speeds and all that other fun stuff. Um, normally the exposure goes all haywire. Trigger trap takes I, care of a lot of that stuff for you actually. It um, does? Yeah. There's do. a, what's the setting? Jamie, maybe you know this. There's one of the, the um, settings is, it's what, the, what do they call that? It's like, uh, uh, it's going to, it's going to bother me now. LEHDR is it? I still haven't gone through all the different, um, modes that you can use yeah whatever whatever it is i, I can't remember off the top of my head I'd, I'd have to look um because i use the android version of it and they've hmm. gone on record as saying that it's not as complete because it's a lot more difficult to develop for because so the way the trigger trap works is it's actually sending sound to your camera and triggering the camera based on a, a tone um which is really a, yeah it's, hmm. a, it's a way a lot of your your um manual triggers work they just send a tone would, to the yeah, camera. And it is a it. headphone jack, so that would make right. sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so what the trigger trap is doing is it's it's just sending it to the tone. Now, I do have, unfortunately, uh, both my iPad and my iPod uh, are both too old for the app. Uh, so, if anybody wants to donate hey. new new equipment, uh, go for it. I'm all for I'm all, I'm all for new <laughs> stuff. But um, but I have had a chance to play with uh, an iPhone 4 version of the app. I forget what it is, but whatever. There's a lot of things like Star Trail um, mm-hmm. settings for it. There's there is the LEHDR. Uh, that's the the long exposure. There's um there's actually some magnetic settings. Uh, for, I guess that's for trip. Uh, there's a motion detector. All kinds of stuff. It it really is a neat app. Um, it's it's definitely a neat neat little toy. Uh, and I, how did, how does this connect to your camera? Through through the um. The port Head of the phone. camera. Head, Through the, Head yeah, you've got two cords that come yeah. with it. You've got a little dongle that's okay. got the, uh, the port connector for your particular camera. Mm-hmm. And then into that is the headphone jack. Plugs into that and then into your phone or your tablet. Ah, uh, gotcha. It actually okay. goes into that, for Joe, for our Canon cameras, it's that goofy-looking three-hole. <laughs> well, yeah, I, it's the... That's for like <laughs> the 7D remote. and the 5D. Right. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. 7D and 5D. The the Rebel that actually weird thing has on the left a just... side under the flap. Yeah, <laughs> that's my only complaint about that that about the trigger trap and really about any um, 
any kind of remote at all is they always put it so that the jack is facing out away from the camera. Yes. So, Seriously, yeah. So immediately it, it has to angle back towards you. Maybe if I designed cameras, the world would be a better place, but who knows? Canon, if you're listening. Hire yes, me. Hire me. Sponsor. Uh, but it is, it is a really neat, uh, really neat toy. Um, I kind of agree with, with Jamie uh, in what you said in your, your article. It does seem like it needs some sort of... Fastener? Yeah, something. I actually have a, um, a daisy grip that I use for some of my uh, little kid photography. Which is yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's, it's just like a hand that you can hold a cell phone or anything in, and, and it actually it would grip it like that, which is great for the audio portion of the show that you can see exactly what I'm doing. But He's um, holding it horizontal. Yeah, but it'll grip <laughs> it, and then you could just turn it around and face it at you or whatever, or, or anything like that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, really cool. So, awesome. Uh, you guys shooting anything else, Josh, J- uh, Joe? Uh, Josh, go ahead. go ahead, Joe. Oh, oh okay. So, uh, <laughs> let's see. This this weekend, uh, my buddy Ryan Cantwell's in town. Um, so we'll probably be shooting something. Uh, probably not related to St. Patrick's Day. We'll probably be after St. Patrick's. Is that Day. this weekend? Yes. Awesome. Or at least the parties will that, are. Will that be on film? Uh, I probably might shoot a little bit of film. I've actually I brought my camera to work yesterday to kind of take pictures to and from me walking to the train station uh and i think i'm going to do it later this week just because um there's some you know i just catch some nice stuff and instead of taking pictures with a camera on my phone which is even worse than it was a couple days ago (laughs) um you know it's nice to nice to have the ability of you know taking some nice pictures when you know i see them in san francisco it's a little bit easier to do no offense, Jamie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm uh, looking at a couple of things. I've got a couple of projects in the works that I'm looking at trying to do. Um, nothing nothing in particular this weekend. Just going to actually try to bust out my camera and do something. I've got a lot of family stuff. Trip to Ikea Saturday. And, I hate that part. Don't eat the uh, horse. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so stuff like that. Were but, so um... good. They were so good. Mmm, <laughs> tasty horse. And, and so now you know what mystery meat really is. It's horse. Yes, mystery meat is an animal that's more rare than a cow, but they somehow have more of it in there than a cow. But anyway, um, so yeah, gonna, gonna try to shoot where I can. Now that daylight saving time, daylight saving, not savings time is happening, um, I'm going to try to take advantage of the golden hour more uh, after I get out of work, and um, there's a place up the road I haven't explored yet, but I want to get into the woods and start shooting some cool uh, cool nature shots again, like I used to do a lot of, so something I really like doing, you know, up close, kind of almost macro-y shots and all that, and take advantage of the sunlight and all that, so looking forward to getting back into that once I have a little time in my hands. So So what are you stowing away on SpaceX and uh, Google Hangouting us from space? When is that going to happen? Because we probably should schedule that now. Uh, So we're all free. (laughs) Now now that I'm space famous? Yeah, because I I don't know what time zone you're going to be orbiting through. So we we probably should get that on the books. There is actually, if I was on the International Space Space Station, there's actually a Twitter account that will tweet you when the International Space Station is going to fly over um, I can't remember the name of the handle right That's now. It's actually pretty convenient. It is, but yeah, I'll get a tweet when it's going to fly over me. It's kind of cool. It's one of those you know space nerdy geek things. That, oh yeah, no, I, I feel it. Uh, if I can get the the handle, I'll yeah. throw it out there on. I've been to one. Twitter. I've been to one NASA tweet up, and every oh, other really? time, yeah, every other time it's been like two nuts. But I've been to one, and I'm I, I'd love to go to more, but I think the last one they had in California was like five hours away from me or something at like some satellite dish base. I'm like, so you want me to drive out to the middle of nowhere to do what? <laughs> like, hey, so. it, it, they're all cool. It, for people who don't know, um, Joe uh, got the link of me talking with Neil deGrasse Tyson waiting for a launch that didn't happen on a uh, Friday afternoon, I think, or Friday morning. Sorry, did you say launch um, or lunch? Lunch. Launch. Okay. Launch. Yes. Lunch. Lunch would be terrible. <laughs> Have you been paying attention at all? We're talking about rockets. <laughs> yeah. No. I've. I've. 
tuned out completely. <laughs> it, it was for, it was for the Grail NASA tweet up in September of 2011, and oh, my boss was on a Reddit thread, and the video link came up, and he's like, "Is that Josh? Because there's only one guy that looks like Josh." And, yeah, of course it was me. Yeah, so. I I wanted to go to that badly. I'm still floored that all Zach got out of that was lunch and not Neil deGrasse. <laughs> yeah, I heard that too. Well, I was concerned for Neil. We're on a first name basis. I was concerned that he didn't get to eat lunch because he looks to me like a guy that really enjoys his meals, especially lunch. Three square meals a day, I'm sure, because that's what smart people eat. But um, I was concerned that he did not get his lunchtime sustenance. So, oh, my oh, Lord. Yeah, I know. No. We, we didn't eat lunch till later that day anyway. We were, we were out there for a while, See? and they scrubbed it because of upper-level clouds. So even though it was a beautiful day out. Scrubbed lunch? Yeah, scrubbed lunch. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they scrubbed the sandwich for you. I scrubbed my – I like a good, clean piece of bread. Yeah. Scrub the bread right off. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. Taste the bread. Yeah, so, Josh, I actually had the chance to go to uh, Pilot Day at the Smithsonian um, – the one in the Udar Hazy. Oh, one, nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, over uh, in Virginia. And it was something where they, they brought a bunch of planes in um, oh, yeah. because they're like, they have basically a runway that's connected to Dulles. And it was, um, I think it was actually organized through Smithsonian, even though it had a heavy, obviously a heavy NASA aspect to it. But, um, but yeah, if you ever have a chance, the application process, like they just like randomly choose people. It's really? totally awesome, and it's definitely worth a flight up to D.C. to go, especially if you have your own planar rocket. Um, but, but yeah, no, it's it's awesome because they get they let you wander around Udar Hazy with nobody oh, else there. No so way. I have a I have a ton of photos of <sighs> just Udar Hazy with a tripod, which they also don't let general public have. That yeah. I don't have to Photoshop people out of. So it's just like you were like filming a movie or something. So, so while you're talking about NASA and space. Mm-hmm. You know, and keeping it photography here. Yeah. Anybody trying to shoot the Pan Stars comet? Isn't it out right now? Yeah. Yeah, I really want to well, get well, out. Well, I don't there. know about for you and I, East Coast, um, but the West Coast guys will get it. I want to say, yeah, it was it's like just seven. after, just after sunset. It should yeah. be just after sunset. Yeah, I'll okay. check it out. But well, Jamie, you it. went out and tried to do that here a couple of days ago, didn't you? Yeah, I got some awesome clouds. And that's about <laughs> it. I've, I've got a uh, friend on Twitter in where is he? Te- Texas that's able to see him right now with a uh, set of binoculars. Really? Cool. Yeah, while, while we're in here podcasting. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'll get it. It'll cool. be back in yeah, a couple I'm, of I'm years. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be there for it. But just just so Joe knows, if nobody else cares, um, I would move to D.C. just to be able to go to Smithsonian Air and Space Museum every day. It's legit. So, yeah. it just just putting that out there, I'm going to get that often. off my chest. Yeah, totally, totally legit. Mm-hmm. So, All right, so yeah. we'll, um, we'll, we'll bounce into to news now. Uh, I think we yeah, covered all of that uh, now that we've become Stop playing all, with rockets. all become we've, rocket we've men. We've lost and, half of our audience. So all both yeah. of them. Um. So uh, we uh, we just have a couple of news stories that we wanted to discuss tonight. Uh, the first one Joe brought up. Um, there's a new marketplace uh, that's out. I believe it's in the pretty much on the West Coast for right now, but I'm sure it will be uh, making its way. Everything over. happens first on the West Coast, right? Or Florida. And of course, all of my East Coast friends are going to yell at me for that comment. But when it comes to tech, <laughs> all it's both usually... of them. One of us, Joe. One of us. Um, so, so this is actually uh, the marketplace is called Our Spot, and uh, and what they're they're trying to do is uh, create a marketplace for hiring amateur photographers. Uh, the basic premise is if you consider yourself an amateur photographer, you can put yourself up on this website, and people can come to the website and hire you uh, as a as a photographer for their parties or their engagement shoots or or whatever. Um, the interesting part about this really uh, is that the pricing structure that they rec- that our spot recommends is a, a little appalling. I think it's kind of a good word for it. That's, that's a good word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's horrible. Uh, the site suggests ten dollars for a quote unquote fun shoot, twenty five dollars for standard shoots, and a hundred dollars or more for custom work. Uh, now, 
Our spot does go on to say that it is ultimately left up to the photographer and the client for how much they plan on on paying for the services, but they do get a uh, an eight percent cut of whatever. Uh, you <laughs> Which is even more ridiculous. Yeah, eight percent out of ten bucks. Woohoo! Yeah. I'm going home rich. So, Joe, you had um, you had a point before we started recording that you kind of had said. Um, if you wanted to touch on that. Uh, I've already forgotten that. that, To be totally honest. (laughs) So, what do you guys Um, think about this? I mean, it's it's. It sounds like a website full of disappointment. For (laughs) I'm sorry, it really does. So it's a precursor to you are was it you are not a photographer dot com. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. I mean, I'm sure that there's talent there. I know there is. You know, there always is at that price point. You know, everybody starts right. out somewhere. But yeah. I think when you market it that way, you're inviting every Amwack out there and every person who just got Instagram, you know, to show up with an iPhone and shoot an event or something. It just it's, yeah. it has a bad smell to it. So, for people who don't know what Amwack is, can you define Amwack? Uh, another mom with a camera. Yep. Yeah. Oh boy. That's oh one boy. of my. That's my second favorite, right behind Pebcac. I hope I'm not killing viewership <laughs> by saying that. Oh no, it's perfectly all right. But no, yeah, I mean, I, I would agree that it's, it's something where, the it's putting a very negative price pressure on legitimate yeah. professionals in the market. And I mean, yes, I understand that you know it's basically a photography specific Zarly, for instance, um, but. I, I don't know if it's necessarily, uh, you know, a good way a good way to do it. So I'll play devil's advocate here for a second. Uh, I think which you're very good at. Yeah. Just so for the you know, there's got to be a counterpoint to every one of your points. It's just it's fun. Uh, I think I think what you're going to see coming out of this is is a lot of you, you're paying what you pay you're getting what you pay for. Uh, and I think if a person is uh, how do I want to? <laughs> I think if a person is not interested enough in their photography to hire somebody from a website like this to cover a major event, then they probably don't really care about the photos. I know yeah. when we were when when my wife and I were getting married, we we knew we we already had a a set price range in our mind, and a hundred dollars was not it. We did not think we were ever going to get uh, a photographer for a hundred dollars, and we knew going into the area what the average photographer was charging and we were okay with that because we knew that the price was 99% of the time going to be indicative of what we were going to get in the, in the, yeah. the finished product. And I, I think this is great for people that are trying to get on their feet. I mean, like Jamie said, we've, we've all started out somewhere and we've all probably done, you know, the free shoots for friends or, or family yeah. or, yeah. or even heavily discounted. I mean, my, my first wedding's coming up in July and, if I was to actually say in public what I was charging for it, uh, it would probably make some people sick. But you've you've got to start somewhere, and and I've already gone on to booking a second one and, and potentially you know another one later in the year where awesome. the rates have gone up a little bit because once you get past your your once you get past that barrier of your comfort zone, you're you're going to have a lot more experience and, and the ability to charge what you get. So if somebody wants to go on here and, and bring themselves down to a level of charging $25 for a standard shoot, then more power to them. You know, shame on the photographer for not recognizing that if their talents are good enough that people recognize their skill, that they could get more money uh, for their, their time and effort. I mean, really when you break it down to it, I've, I've posted on a number of occasions, you know, little infographics and everything else on on my Facebook page talking about you might think that I'm only going to be at your event for two hours so I'm only worth $25 to you but once I get finished with your two-hour event then it's four to six hours in post and all the money that I've invested in equipment and everything else so if people want to lose money if photographers want to lose money you know jumping in on this then then great if it gets some exposure hey you know Sometime down the road, they're going to be able to charge two, three, four thousand dollars for a wedding, or they could. The they could be, argument. I, but they're still charging. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, I know that's true, and I, I think that yes, that is that part is good. But I would also argue that, um, and this is a side of professional courtesy, which you were talking about before, um, that it, it's just uh, the way that they're marketing it is not indicative of the price. 
like if you see some of the images on there, I mean, they're marketing it like you would be charging, you know, four hundred dollars for. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so that that's my issue is because honestly, it's like if you want to see what a twenty five dollar shoot looks like, you should probably market it that way. Yeah. Because if not, then you are basically setting up the photographer to fail. You know no matter what should, he does. They should structure the site so that it doesn't even advertise. It doesn't give any indication of price whatsoever then. You know what I mean? Right. If you're throwing those kinds of numbers out there, you're right. kind of, well, you're getting these kinds of discussions going about your site. You know, Just leave it up to the photographer, I guess, is kind of how I look at it. You know? And, and I, for our audio listeners, what I've done is popped up their, their splash page. Yeah, there are pictures on this site that are professionally done. So yeah, they're either stolen or right. <laughs> people are just saying, "I'm going to use this as another way to get my name out there." You know, right. it, no, there's yeah. no guarantee that if I click on a portfolio, and you know, uh, <clears throat> see if I can actually get to the person, uh, that they're going to be charging me a hundred dollars. Incredibly enough, the first one I click on that looks like they've got some decently professional shots done. They have no photo shoots booked. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't really see look. You know, especially looking at these examples, ones I kind of just chimped a second ago too and on it. But um, I don't know. I, I think the website is par for the course with how everything's going. But I, I don't. When I say how everything's going, I'm talking about like the general photography world in general, like where everything's going. I mean, I half expected to see something like this pop up at some point, but you know, I don't see the people looking for those kind of pictures like that, especially that portfolio just pulled up going to that site. They're going to either be doing the hardcore research or word of mouth, or they're going to do something else that gets them to the photographer they're looking for. I mean, Zach, you made a good point. Like me and my wife were looking for a photographer, and we kind of we knew kind of what we were shopping for. We kind of gave ourselves a budget, and we knew we were going to pay something for our pictures. We weren't going to, like, we, you know, even back, you know, was it seven years ago now when we were looking, seven, eight years ago when we were looking at our um, at our wedding photographer and stuff. I mean, the pictures are okay now, and he did his best, and they're great for that time. I've got no complaints. We got really good pictures out of it and all that, but, you know, I we knew we were going to have to put some money down, and we found him. Um, we went to wedding expos and everything but we found him through kind of a word of mouth reference and we went with with this guy and so I, I i just i don't know if the the website is lining up with the offering and if if the offering should even be there like the offering being the photographers you know I, it's just i i think this is another experiment that's either going to really fail or really succeed and then maybe the price point changes maybe they're experimenting with the prices but so, I don't so know. Just, it's 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 up in the air to, for me. I mean, <laughs> would would any of you guys put yourself on the site? How about that, Zach? Would you? Yeah, I, I'd like to uh, argue a, a a nice devil's advocate counter. So I was again. actually I, I unfortunately <laughs> um it is only out in like San Francisco and Los Angeles right now. I was actually right. going to sign up um okay for for the purposes of the show just to see uh, what kind of what what kind of clientele would would come into. And, and and look at my work and, and what kind of it would probably be tough to take some of them without laughing I mean it's it's terrible yeah. to say and I, I get yeah. that people have budgets but for a lot of would I do a fun shoot with a couple of friends for a hundred bucks absolutely yeah absolutely yeah. would I do that. a wedding for a hundred bucks not a chance <laughs> not a chance I, and, I made I made that mistake I did a hundred dollar wedding and I even rented some gear for it. I tried to go all out for it, and to be honest, even when you're even when you're just scraping by and just trying to get, you know, basic basic images for somebody who really didn't have money, you know, even a hundred dollars was was really tight, and I really didn't get what I really wanted to do, you know, because I I was really limited, and so after that, it just kind of woke me up, and I'm like, you know, never again, like. You know, either either I'll go all out for you know a friend, but after that, it's going to be like you know a wedding. I I I need a little money, and and money actually makes makes the talent happen. You know, you you right. get limited by by you know what what people can give you. So I think you know it don't don't crimp your talent by limiting yourself to twenty dollars shoots either. So it may be a great way for some people to start, but I don't want them to end there. If that makes any sense. 
what I think kind of too, another point that I would make is, is I would absolutely, if something like this came along and I thought of it as, a, as another way to gain clients, I would do it. But the only reason that I would do it is because I've got the experience of making contracts and dealing with copyright and, and having, having dealt in a previous life with an organization that took advantage of, of their photographers uh, you know, I was I was on the receiving end of that, and and it was a really probably painful lesson to learn. But in hindsight, I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that. Yeah. So taking that hit early on, you know, is is something that was probably worth it, despite the the financial lagging. But you know, I think it's a great place for people to get started. I think the potential exists for established photographers to maybe find some kind of market in it. Uh, I don't think it's the end-all, be-all answer for photography. I think ultimately, kind of like what Josh said, word of mouth and, and just getting yourself out there. I mean, look at the four of us. Not that we're the the you know the power gods in all of this, but I think we we kind of speak well on photographers that are heavily involved in social media. I mean, most of, of my client work comes from social links through Facebook or, or Twitter or things like that. And, and I mean, Jamie, how much did, did social networking come into play with all of the connections that you've made? 100%. Yeah. So, and, and how much, how much did you pay to, to be on Facebook and Twitter? And, 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 you know, it's those, those shortcuts that may need to be taken early on to make the connections for yeah so i'm going to offer a really annoying counterpoint here and i'm going to preface it yeah i'm going to preface it with saying that i am not against people getting into this industry um i started out recently ago so it's not like i am anti-new people like some photographers are but i can guarantee you Somebody is going to bring this to you, Zach, and be like, hey, this person can do this kind of shoot for a hundred bucks. Why are you paying? Why are you charging me two grand? Then I and, and then and then that's where we're going to see this negative pricing pressure because we're going to be like, I is, that, is, that a, is that a joke? Like, so I, I, I don't know. I just I think that it's it's an interesting concept. But and then the other problem you have is that you have to you have to sell everything into a price point. You can't say, hey, this is going to be a ballpark range and talk to me about what you guys want to do and then we'll go from there. It's I'm charging 300 bucks for this type of shoot, period, which may or may not be the case. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily know that it would corner me into a, a pricing structure. I think if somebody was to come to me and say, I can go hire... Johnny photographer for a hundred dollars because I found him through this website. Then I would say, go for it. You know, if 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 that's right. here's what I can do. Here's my rates. I, I just I just recently had a client not even respond back to my estimate that I gave her because mm-hmm. she found somebody cheaper. Right. No. It uh, I'll be honest. For me, I haven't booked a single wedding this year, but I honestly feel better. And I feel I feel as better a photographer for the weddings I haven't booked because I would have been chasing I would have been chasing weddings that wouldn't have been great for my portfolio just to get a little money if that makes any sense and mm-hmm. if anybody yeah. that loves me or knows who I'm talking about is watching it's not nothing against you but you know it's like there's there's a wedding and they can only afford two hundred bucks and it was a couple I really wanted to do but I had to drive. Said 85 miles, I think, one way, and 200 bucks ain't gonna cut it. Now, if they were right up the street, like right up in the road and right after work or something, I was just gonna go up to the beach and shoot pictures, maybe. But you know, it, it's kind of like I, I almost feel better for the the ones where I was just you know third shooter, made 25 an hour, got to hang out, got free food. Mm-hmm. You know, the, those were learning ones. It didn't take more time than me just being there and earning money there. Right. Um, but beyond that, when it comes to doing weddings myself, I almost feel better for the weddings I haven't booked because I would have like, you know, like Zach said, you know, if they find something cheaper, let them go there. You know, it's, it's, it's not really a loss so much because chances are somebody else out there is looking for somebody that's got the money, you know, and just a matter of making yeah. yourself. And everybody, everybody has their own budget. And I know that I think I've introduced you to Zach as a possible second or third shooter. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, from a professional courtesy standpoint, I think you know that's a totally different story. And there's you know, I, I have always no what you're always going to have people that will be okay with booking photographers from a site like this, and you're always going to have people that aren't. Right. Yeah. No. Just like absolutely. you're always going to have photographers that are okay shooting at these prices. And you're always going to have photographers that don't. That's really kind Absolutely. of Absolutely. And it just makes it, – it gives us the ability to complain about it on a podcast. And I mean to that, <laughs> I am eternally <laughs> grateful because yeah. otherwise, you know, what else would we have talked about? All right. So we'll, um, See, we'll move on to the next – I'm, uh, I'm not complaining for the record. not complaining about anybody that charges 25 or 10 bucks or whatever. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's on their own and there's plenty of people right. trying it and you'll find this in any industry. So. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. But yeah, it's just yeah. that – you know, it, normally I just I just see the pricing structure like you start out shooting stuff for you know deeply discounted, and then eventually you start going up. And Josh, I think that's what you were saying is that you know hopefully people keep keep going up and you know raising the rates as applicable and not go down right. and be like hey you know you know I can only charge. Yeah, I'm only... And my my friend my friend mows lawns and he does a ton How of lawns. How dare he? Works. I know, right? right? <laughs> but no, he um he's an awesome dude and all that. And there's so many people. I, I live in Florida. There's like every other person mows lawns. And some people are the ones with the lawnmower that go across the street and do the neighbors. And We're going to get so much flame war on this Florida and, comment. You know, he's, he, he's, he's, the, he's the guy that, you know, has like the, you know, just bought the, just bought like a 5D Mark II or something and. He's, you know, he's doing the, the basic stuff and he's, he's got a couple of big accounts that he does and all that. And he's making his money and he's keeping up. He was able to get a new truck and stuff and all But, you know, I've, you know, I helped him out over uh, last summer and I just was noticing like, you know, he's friends with a lot of the other guys that mow like even yards next to him and stuff. And I, I think that in the, in the general thing, it's easy to forget that there's enough for everybody. You just kind of have to find it and you kind of like have to almost I hate to sit, sound like, you know, the kumbaya person in this conversation, but, you know, get along with everybody else and everybody's going to do their own yeah. thing and some old lady is going to want her blonde mode for 25 bucks and some other guy's going to pay 80 for the right. full trim and, you know, everything and, you know, you can interpret what I say. I think that's a, a great advantage of, you know, the way that social media has done stuff because I can guarantee you if in yeah. all three of your geographic locations, if somebody asks me for a photographer, um, I'm going to recommend you guys. I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, I can fly out there. But like, no, go talk to Josh or go talk to But he's secretly going to say, uh, he'll, but he'll only charge you $100. No. Well, <laughs> Zach, I, I recently really recommended a, a classmate to Zach for an engagement shoot. Now I'm going to reply to her on Facebook and be like, make sure he doesn't charge you over 50 bucks, just go to make your it. life a little, little bit more fun. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I, I think that that's an important you know, part of well, the I kind of feel aspect. like yeah. you know, the people that are going to spend the $25 for a shoot, they're never going to hire you anyways. But right. I guess my take on it, though, is that I'm always looking out for the customer. I mean, if you can – I'm the kind of person that's going to want to convince them, you know what, okay, you have $25 for this shoot, save. You know, it, these are the yeah. things that are going to last forever. You know what I mean? People are so wrapped up on spending a ton of money on a dress or a cake or, you know, a trip yep. or whatever it is that's going to be. But that stuff's gone. Immediately, you can wear the dress once, whatever. It's going to go in a closet. You're going to eat the cake. You know what happens with that, whatever. I mean, it's the pictures will last forever. Wait, does that go in the closet too? Yeah, I haven't done this yet. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I mean, uh, you know, I mean, that's, that's, that's where I'm going with it. Is yeah, that's that, an excellent party. Is I'm yeah. just trying to uh, get the point across that it's you, you want to convince people to invest where it's important, you know. And if you get people that are going to only ever want to spend $25, they're never going to get quality. They're never going to understand what they would have been getting if they'd have just saved a little longer and invested a little bit better in somebody that that yeah. really cares heavily about what they're doing and knows that they're worth more than twenty five dollars when it comes to a shoe. Which is why I'm going to senior portrait photography and dumping weddings completely. Just kidding. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, so yeah, I think we should probably go into another comment because we're beginning to run out of time. So the next thing that we had to talk about was um, the big changes that are are coming to Facebook, and and really, I put this on on our our outline because I think what the I think what what Zuckerberg and crew are trying to do is is go after the market that um, that really Google Plus or Google has gone 
after with uh, with their Google Plus and and so for anybody not familiar, Facebook's getting ready to make a lot of change, not a lot of changes, but the first major change to the news feed in what two years? Well, I think yeah. they're they're going to change they're going to change the timeline. Again. Oh, the timeline, right? Sorry, yeah, yeah. but they're going to make it much more photo centric, kind of like Google has, which is very telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I, I think um, Google's just redesigned stuff too. So I think this is absolutely great uh, for for our market. The the interesting yeah. thing was seeing Facebook talk about how Instagram is their biggest competitor, but they own Instagram. So I can't help but wonder if there's going to be like some kind of internal war, like this this timeline's part of that that whole trending thing, because people are starting to notice that everybody's using Instagram now as like the hot new, you know, social media thing. Even they're they're noticing teenagers are leaving Facebook for Instagram because it's easier to communicate, quote unquote, with Instagram. You know, post a picture, hashtag the crap out of it. You know, put it up there and let everybody, you know, see the pictures you can post to 5,000 different places at once from it. And, uh, so yeah. I, have, I have a feeling it's, it, you're right, photocentric is where it's headed. And um, I've signed up for, to be one of the first people to use the new thing just because I like experimenting. I'm True story. asking for ditto. punishment. But. Yeah, ditto. True story. I was, um, I was watching uh, Let's Make a Deal today. And uh, one of the contestants on there was she was like nineteen, twenty years old. Yeah, I watch. Let's make a deal. Wayne Brady's a funny guy. Oh, trust me, Zach. I know a lot of stuff that you watch, and I shake my head every time I hear about it. And um, it really thank God this isn't the Teen Mom co- uh, this, podcast. Uh, this this <laughs> young lady, this young lady on the show, actually, they they asked her if they followed the show on Twitter because uh, Let's Make a Deal actually does things where if you follow them on Twitter, they'll tell you to bring something. If you get picked out of the audience, they'll give you a hundred dollars if you have the thing that they said. And this nice. girl, this girl said something I never thought I would hear a teenager say, which just really goes to show you how out of touch I am with, with today's world. She said, I don't, I don't use Twitter. I use Instagram. Yep. <laughs> My mind was blown. So I really do think that, that Facebook is, I think they're going after a, a photo center and aren't they even, um, wasn't there talks that they were going to start introducing filters into their mobile app? They already have it. That yeah, app's been going for a while. Yeah, I messed I with it. Quit it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the future is visual. I'm yeah. sure Jamie, Jamie, you would agree. I think we're putting him to sleep. No. Uh, <laughs> I mean, look yeah, at Vine. Look yeah, at. I mean, Vine is moving pictures. It's a six-second picture. Like I wouldn't you know. add motion. You know, pictures tell the story. People don't want to read every blurb you've got, but they'll sure as heck look at your photos when they go flying by on the timeline. Well, yeah. it's quicker. It's quicker. It. You don't need to translate it. I mean, most photo. I mean, honestly, most photos that people take, you it, you can translate them easily across cultures. Oh yeah. Hey, you know, unless only- it's. My only concern with this whole timeline thing has been the, the, the background stuff going on with Facebook realizing they need to start monetizing because they owe it to their shareholders. And um, I run a couple of pages, one for my church, one for a couple of other you know groups outside of my own deal. And um, the interesting thing that I'm noticing is that I keep getting these pop-ups to pay for more exposure, see yeah. more friends, do more stuff, and yeah. I'm just feeling... You know, at some point, all this free stuff that we've been able to really tap off of, which is why I've kind of backed off on my Facebook, my photography stuff and my Facebook stuff. I'm just kind of waiting to see how the the uh, the field plays out. But, yeah, anyway, I know we're running out of time. But, yeah, it's, it's I think that will be an interesting thing to see is see if we actually have to pay out for getting the exposure we've been getting for free right now at some point. I have a feeling that's coming down the pipe. Facebook will die when that happens. Yeah. yeah. There's always, there's always I, another yeah. start with something. But free. the people that really rely on it are going to pay for it, and those are the people that will keep it going. You know. Well, look at look at app.net, and not to get into yeah. The, yeah. not to yeah. get into a tech, <laughs> oh, a tech app.net. Oh, type yeah. podcast yeah. thing. But yeah. who wants to? Nobody's. They literally have said, "Here's Twitter that you can pay for, no ads and less noise." And nobody's it's there. dead. It's dead. Yeah. Yeah, nobody because said. You, you, literally because you have to pay for it. The right. only thing, and, and and there was even an article came out today that said, even with as even with the success that is perceived to be happening with Spotify, they're not making the money that they thought they were going to be, and streaming audio, streaming music is is not a viable market. People just don't want to pay what they can get for free. And I'm with Jamie. If if Facebook decides to monetize in that way. People go elsewhere. Somebody else will yeah, come up with something. Yeah. You know? 
People will come yeah. to Google Plus finally. Yay! Right. <laughs> well, Google Plus does have the uptick right now. I mean, let's be honest, it, especially in the photography community. I, I think huge. we're a bit biased in that. Well, fine. You know, and if if this whole social media thing ends up blowing in our face when we end up looking at having to spend money, maybe there's something else out there besides all of this that we know right now anyway. I mean, people are working on it. It's just a matter of it becoming a viable Google viable Glass. And this, gonna, is where, and this is where Lisa, who may or may not be watching, just shakes her head. <laughs> uh, one, one of the things I did find pretty telling uh, in the article that, that we actually looked at the F-Stoppers article, which is in no way affiliated with our podcast, by the way, because uh, I put two and two together earlier. Um, they did say that looking at the news oh, feed reminded – Yeah. They did say that looking at the news feed reminded them a lot of uh, like a, how a newspaper is put together. Um and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I actually had one of one of the editors that I worked for uh, when I worked for the new news organization that I worked for before. Um, she was very heavily reliant on her photographers because she was convinced, and rightfully so, I think, that uh, society was moving into a a world where nobody wanted to read anymore. They just wanted to look at the pretty pictures. Yeah, uh, and. and I think, you know, kind of like what we're saying, if, if Facebook is going to move the timeline into something where all you have to do is, you know, it's it's idiocracy getting ready to, to take full effect. Pretty soon it'll be movie. out I to my balls movie. and we'll, we'll be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that movie. It's, yeah. so tr- it's so true. It's so true. But yeah, I mean, to go to, to your point, Josh, I, I think that, yes, it's they're bashing you over the head with monetizing, even as a user, like to pay to promote your own post. But I think in the back end, it's, it's always, it's always really been there for right. an advertiser. Like good, I, I would good be good on them. Yeah. I mean, I would be yeah, surprised I, if not, somebody called up Facebook and it's like, Hey, I need to give you guys $300,000 for an ad campaign. And like, they'll like, yeah, we'll figure out something for you. Yeah. They've that's, already, that's what they do. they've already used your photos in the, in, in the advertising in the, the side panels. Yeah. So, so I mean, but the, the fact that they're actually, without me giving them really a cent, I'll, I'll let them use my pictures because they're actually, you know, deep freezing all the pictures that I won't look at for the next, you know, 10 years. And they're actually making a concerted effort to save all the stuff I've saved since I started Facebook, you know, eight years ago yeah. or however long it's been. So, you know, I, as much as I want to hate on them, I can't complain for the free photo storage. You know the ability to connect with people, the the connections mm-hmm. I've got for free that got me work for free. So you know, I mean, as much as I want to hate on it, if they got to make their money, they got to make their money. I may have to move on, but you know, that's, you know, that's uh, another that's another really good point too. Is it 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 looks like um, one of the things that they're really going to be focusing on. I don't, I don't know how much you guys have noticed it in anything that you've posted on Facebook, but Facebook really um, they really knock down the. The rendering on. Hold on one second. Hey. <laughs> We're gonna mute him. Oh, wait, no. Okay. What? Oh, the I dog. I was gonna mute you, but you. Ah, oh, so close. Oh. No. <laughs> um. So it, it, Facebook really renders down the photos that you post up there. Um. Yeah. They they look awful when you you could take a high res yeah. photo, yeah. put it on Facebook, and even at even at their high res, uh, it looks terrible. It does look yeah. like they're planning on improving the pictures. Um, yeah, I, I think that's something left over from their initial haystack implementation, um, right? Or whatever they call their their photo sharing service. Uh, Barn burning. Because, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I think it was haystack. Because... Now that's what happens when they implement a new timeline. <laughs> oh my god! Here we go. Down the Everybody's gonna complain about it. Everybody's gonna use it, and then they'll yeah. find something else. To I won't complain. But forgotten about. Okay, it. so one good thing for Facebook, just so we have this on the record, is our wonderful Facebook group, the Photo Archive. Yes, yes, that 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 alone. Um, you know, I can't knock Facebook for it because I don't think we would have had a, an awesome group of photographers necessarily without it. I would have uh, never never met the people that got me into this group in the first yeah. place without Facebook and Twitter. Uh... No, I mean, I, I, I met Zach on Twitter first, and we planned an event before we ever met in person. So it was, you know, always kind of dicey if I was going to end up in the Baltimore Harbor. In a dumpster. It's yeah. still up in the air. But without oh, the thanks. podcast, you guys would have been nothing but still pictures to me still. So. Oh, well, I'm yeah. glad to, you know, talk in person-ish. Yes. Yeah, so one of the one of the things uh, before we wrap up here I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. uh, real quick um, – 
for anybody that that doesn't follow me on Facebook, I actually got into um into a, a new app, a new web app called Pass. It's by a company called Show It, and and what it is is uh it's just a new way for um a new way for photographers to display the way their stuff looks to clients. Uh, I wrote a small review up uh, about it on my uh, on my personal site, so if you want to look at it, you can check it out there. Uh, for everybody looking at home, here's kind of what it looks like. Um, it's a really neat way to display your photos. It reminds me a lot of the way Flickr has changed their, their photo stream yeah. um, and a lot of the way Google Plus does theirs. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some pros and some cons about it. Like I said, if you wanted to read uh, about them, go for it. It's up on my site. But one of the things that I did want to um, mention, and I talked to Joe about this as well uh, before the show, we're actually going to be giving away um, an invite for Pass because right now it's in it's in beta and it's invite only. Um, so, um, so keep an eye out uh, for that. What's the code word? The code word's going gonna be. I, I, we're getting too many code words. The code word's going to be blueberry pancakes. So if you've made it this far, um, <laughs> yes, yes, we're actually going to be setting up a um, kind of like a raffle system uh, on the F Stops Here podcast Facebook page. Uh, details will be sent out about that and tweeted mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. But we're that's the way we're going to be yeah. giving away a, an invite for pass uh, if anybody wants to to give it a try. And we'll um, make sure to put all these links for those watching on YouTube uh, beneath the video. Um, if you are subscribing on iTunes, we'll make sure to add you know that to the uh, you know, at least the link to our pages uh, on the description. So you'll probably have to sign in you know on a computer to see all this stuff. Not a maybe. computer. Uh, I know how 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 very twenty two thousand nine of us, um, but yes. So twenty two thousand nine. Twenty two thousand nine. In the future, twenty two thousand and nine. Pocket chips. Going forward, backward in time. Yeah, we'll we'll make sure that you guys can find this stuff. But yes, the code word will get you an extra entry too. How many? Yes. How, just one. Yeah, an, another extra entry uh, into the giveaway. Hosts and that's, are and that's not... for a year. How, uh, no, the... it's it's for. Uh, invite uh, into invite. the beta, so you can beta. read okay. more about it on on my website. The way it kind of lays out, but it's actually you pay per gallery. Uh, we'll reserve judgment. Yes, um, okay. but uh, but that's kind of the way that works. So, if you are interested in that, again, blueberry pancakes is going to be the code word. Um, so we'll go ahead and, and wrap things up here because uh, it's getting. You want to be... just plug your website since you've said it like five times? So no, people, can, people yeah. know where my website is. Oh, do they? Yeah. <laughs> Ever since, uh, ever, since Think Tank, ever since Think Tank, ever uh, since Think Tank retweeted one of my links, uh, yes, my, my numbers Everyone have gone through the roof. So, thanks so. to them. Um, all right, well, Jamie, I, I hope we uh, we didn't bore you to death. Oh no, not at all. So yeah, and uh, thanks for thanks for joining us on the show yes, this week. Thank you and so much. we'll um, now we're we're trying to build uh, basically what we'd like to call a, a bullpen bullpen of photographers and you know have you know people when they can show up to talk about stuff and obviously cool. people have lots of schedules they have shoots they have work so um whenever you can come back and join us we'd love you we'd love to have you we, we love you yeah and um we'll definitely when you uh, want to come back we love you yeah yeah don't don't <laughs> yes, ever leave us. Don't ever you, leave you and josh continent yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> Looking forward Con- to that. No, continental wait, it's continental Josh breakfast. Continental. Okay. Yes. Oh, Josh Continental Breakfast? Yeah, Continental Breakfast. I think we found you a new nickname. You are I guess now that's better breakfast. than Josh, in- Josh Incontinence. And, and whoever mentions bacon burgers in the next podcast will get my copy of Lightroom 4 Beta. Ooh. Just kidding. Uh, dun, dun, dun. That was I, a really bad joke. Anyway, yeah, cut, well, cut, it's cut. okay. Somebody's probably going to ask you about it anyway. So Yeah, <laughs> that'll be awesome. So, Jamie, do you have any any parting words for us? No, just keep shooting and share it. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. People keep sharing, yes. keep it social. I mean, that's I'm, what's I'm, making everything possible these days for a lot of people, especially me. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, yes, thanks. And uh, we look forward to seeing more of your work as a visionary. Thank you. Um, don't lose that vision, I guess. Oh, oh, really? Off, <laughs> like, yeah, come on. I mean, that was just such an easy pun. Don't stop such an easy believing. Pun. Yeah. So, all right. But uh, I think we'll, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, so, uh, um, so thanks for tuning in and listening this week. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, make sure you tell all of your friends. Uh, subscribe away if you're uh, on... Every single one. Uh, every, every single one of your friends. 
Um, subscribe to our show on iTunes uh, or subscribe on YouTube and, and give it a thumbs up. If you're feeling really saucy, you can rate us and review us on either of those uh, sites. Um, I'd like to thank Jamie for, for finally getting a chance to join us this week. Um, and as always, uh, thanks Joe and Josh. That's what's that? We've yeah. had three shows. <laughs> well, that's three out of nine. So, um, okay, so fine. thanks again to, to Jamie and Josh and Joe. Uh, I'm Zach Egolf, and you've been listening to the F Stops Here podcast.